Welcome to Rejoice with Janny Brown, a podcast for women of faith who are striving to live true to who and whose they are, and to infuse more joy into this journey we call life. beautiful sisters. I feel very blessed to be able to finally be recording another podcast episode. As you very much know, it has been quite a few weeks since I have recorded a podcast and I've had to do a lot of thought work about that. It's not that I haven't wanted to and it's not that I haven't started recording a few. It's just that life has been real and um I appreciate your forbearance and I'm looking forward to being able to delve much more into my podcast in the coming months. So today I would like to share that I have been having the most profound experience for the last five months with thought awareness and I have been having my own customized journey of recognizing that I have been thinking so many thoughts that have not been serving me and it's allowed me to more fully come unto Christ and to look for answers and to seek the Lord's guidance in my life and to exercise every amount of faith (laughs) that I have in the wisdom of our dear Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. I know that they both live. I know that we are not here alone, despite feeling alone, despite feeling confusion. And I also want to um, share that I know that doubt is another form of fear and that faith and fear are opposites and that As you will know, we have to exercise every amount of mental and spiritual strength we have, sometimes often emotional and physical strength, to manage our thoughts and to become aware of them and to recognize the power that they are having in our lives and the results and the habits that they are creating in our lives. So I have been learning very, very much about that And it has afforded me the opportunity to really ponder more fully and to really start doing a lot more coaching work with myself. As a certified life coach, we do not have all the answers. It's not our job to give people answers. It's our opportunity to help people become aware of their thoughts and how much our thoughts shape our lives. So... In my search for truth and light and knowledge, I would like to share some things that I have been blessed to come across. And I came across a wonderful talk shared by President Ezra Taft Benson in 1983. So he begins by sharing a quote about President George Albert Smith 
and how when he was a child of 13 years of age, he went to Brigham Young Academy and, but, and that there was one thing that really stood out to him that Dr. Carl G. Mazur one day had said, and I would like to share with you several quotes and words from this talk. So again, President George Albert Smith shared these words from Dr. Carl G. Mazur. Not only will you be held accountable for the things you do, but you will be held responsible for the very thoughts you think. All at once, there came to me this interpretation of what he had said. Why, of course you will be held accountable for your thoughts, because when your life is completed in mortality, it will be the sum of your thoughts. That one suggestion has been a great blessing to me all my life, and it has enabled me upon many occasions to avoid thinking improperly, because I realize that I will be, when my life's labor is complete, the product of my thoughts." So President Ezra Taft Benson continues, Thoughts lead to actions, acts lead to habits, habits lead to character, and our character will determine our eternal destiny. King Benjamin in the Book of Mormon understood this. In the next to last verse of his great discourse, he states, And finally, I cannot tell you all the things whereby ye may commit sin, for there are are diverse ways and means, even so many that I cannot number them. And that's in the book of Mosiah, chapter 4, verse 29. Then in the last verse, he counsels that we must watch ourselves and our thoughts, which is in Mosiah 4, chap- Mosiah chapter 4, verse 30. When Christ appeared in America following his resurrection, he stated, Behold, it is written by them of old time that thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery already in his heart. Behold, I give unto you a commandment that ye suffer none of these things to enter into your heart. Enter into your heart. Why, of course, for as the scripture states, As he thinketh in his heart, so is he, as it says in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. So critical it is that we understand the necessity of controlling our thoughts that President Spencer W. Kimball devoted a whole chapter to it in his book, The Miracle of Forgiveness. The chapter caption, As a Man Thinketh, is a title of a book by James Allen, which President Spencer W. Kimball recommended. He quoted from this book three times. One quotation stated, A man does not come to the almshouse or the jail by the tyranny of fate or circumstance, but by the pathway of groveling thoughts and base desires. Nor does a pure-minded man fall suddenly into crime by stress of mere external force. The criminal thought had long been secretly fostered in the heart, and the hour of opportunity revealed its gathered power. Circumstance does not make the man. It reveals him to himself. President Spencer W. Kimball also quotes President David O. McKay, who said, 
the thought in your mind at this moment is contributing, however infinitesimally, almost imperceptibly, to the shaping of your soul, even to the lineaments of your countenance. Even passing and idle thoughts leave their impression. The mind has been likened to a stage on which only one act at a time can be performed. From one side of the wings, the Lord, who loves you, is trying to put you on the stage of your mind, that which will bless you. From the other side of the wings of the devil, who hates you, is trying to put on the stage of your mind that which will curse you. You are the stage manager. You are the one who decides which thought will occupy the stage. Remember, the Lord wants you to have a fullness of joy like His. The devil wants all men to be miserable like unto himself. You are the one who must decide whose thoughts you will entertain. You are free to choose, but you are not free to alter the consequences of those choices. You will be what you think about, what you consistently allow to occupy the state of your mind. Sometimes you may have difficulty driving off the stage of your mind a certain evil thought. To drive it off, Elder Boyd K. Packer suggests that you sing an inspirational song of Zion, or just think on its words. Elder Bruce R. McConkie recommends that after the opening song, you might preach a sermon to yourself. In fact, he says, the finest sermons he has ever preached have been preached to himself. We should not invite the devil to give us a stage presentation. Usually, with our hardly realizing, he slips into our thoughts. Our accountability begins with how we handle the evil thought immediately after it is presented. Like Jesus, we should allow positively and promptly terminate the temptation. We should not allow the devil to elaborate with all his insidious reasoning. It is our privilege to store our memories with good and great thoughts and bring them out on the stage of our minds at will. When the Lord faced his three great temptations in the wilderness, he immediately rebuted the devil with appropriate scripture which he had stored in his memory. Look unto me in every thought. The Lord said, Look unto me in every thought in the Doctrine and Covenants, Section 6, verse 36. Looking unto the Lord in every thought is the only possible way we can be the manner of men and women we ought to be. The Lord asked the question of His disciples, What manner of men ought ye to be? He then answered His own question by saying, Even as I am. To become as He is, we must have Him on our mind, constantly in our thoughts. Every time we partake of the sacrament, we commit to always remember Him. If thoughts make us what we are, and we are to be like Christ, then we must think Christ-like thoughts. Let me repeat that. If thoughts make us what we are, and we are to be like Christ, we must think Christ-like thoughts.
My dear sisters, we are all experiencing this amazingly challenging and very confusing world. We are experiencing many, many thoughts each day, and we are each having our own experiences with becoming aware of our thoughts and recognizing which thoughts are serving us, which thoughts are those which are promoting us remembering who we really are as daughters of God and our potential to do so much good. Satan wants us to remain in confusion. He wants to keep us in fear and in doubt. And sisters, we have the profound privilege of being aware of our thoughts and seeing how our thoughts are either allowing us to create what we want around us or to allow us to stay stuck and in doubt and in fear and to not exercising courage and great faith to do the hard things that are before us. And thought work, as we each know, is very, very intense, but it can also be very liberating and allow us to see the power that we have in creating a Christ-like life and in recognizing thoughts that are enabling and empowering and healing us through our living Savior, Jesus Christ, or which are keeping us in a place where we remain in fear and where we do not choose to do things which will allow us to live true to our divine potential and our impossible, amazing impossibilities, which obviously are possibilities through our Savior, Jesus Christ. I would like to share some suggestions for new thoughts to think that I learned through my Life Coach certification through the Life Coach School. They are as follows. You are guided. Everything is as it should be. Everything happens for you. It was meant to happen the way it did. You are exactly as you should be. Everything happens right on time. The universe doesn't make mistakes. You are not your mind. You are the watcher of your mind. Love is always an option. Unconditional love is something I do for myself. I am responsible for everything I think and feel. No one can cause an emotion inside me. People are allowed to behave the way they want. We are allowed to react the way we want. It is not what we do. It's who we are. There is nothing you can do that wouldn't be worthy of forgiveness. There is nothing wrong with you. You are enough. Nothing has gone wrong here. We are here to get the work of ourselves. We are here to get to the work of ourselves. Your purpose is the life you are living now. You are deeply loved. The world longs for what you have to offer. There is nothing you truly want that you can't have. 
Hard work feels amazing. We can do hard things. Familiarity is not the same as comfort. Suffering is sometimes familiar, but not necessary. Worry serves no purpose. Money is easy. There's plenty of time. You could do twice as much. Everything you do is a choice. Your past is perfect. There is nothing you can do to make you happy. That's your job. What you do doesn't make you happy. What you think does. No one can make you happy except for yourself. You don't have fun. You are fun. What you look for, you will find. What others think of me is about them, not me. My thoughts are not right or wrong or good or bad. They just are. Trying to get someone to love you to feel love is like trying to get someone to eat for you to feel full. I invite each one of us, including myself, to pray for the strength each day for the spiritual gifts that we need, for the gift of thought awareness that can allow us to recognize the thoughts that we are thinking that are helping us to live with joy and helping us to live with great faith and great hope. For I know that each one of us are experiencing amazing challenges within ourselves, thoughts that are only known and experiences that are only known to our Savior Jesus Christ, experiences that are occurring behind two eyes and behind closed doors. But it is through the power of the atonement of Jesus Christ, through the power of thought awareness, that we truly can become as He is and think as He does and think upon those things and dwell upon those things within our minds, within our hearts, that service and allow us to live true to who and whose we are. We can rejoice through our Savior Jesus Christ and through choosing to recognize the Lord's hand in our lives each day and for choosing to show gratitude and express thankfulness to our Savior Jesus Christ for this small and big things and the amazing tender mercies and doors which open that we could not imagine being opened except through mighty miracles and the love of a living Savior and a living Father in Heaven. Sisters, I love you. I believe in you. We need to become aware of our thoughts. We need to exercise great faith in our ability through the atonement of Jesus Christ to overcome the thoughts which are holding us back, which are not allowing us to live with love and gratitude and service and genuine joy in this life, come what may. Sisters, with our Savior Jesus Christ and His power to enable us to become aware of our thoughts. We have got this. 